Welcome to Death Metal Man, we're back for Jeffrey Dahmer Part 2. Jeffrey's parents just got divorced, left him alone for a few months to rock the Casbah, which he definitely did when he killed his first victim, a rocker trying to enjoy a concert, made love to the body, dismembered him, and pulverized the bones. Hello, and welcome to Part 2 of Jeffrey Dahmer, right here on Death Metal Dicks. I can't wait. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How you doing, bud? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. And of course, this is going to come out on Friday, so you still have time to come see us in Fort Worth, Texas, Maine at Southside, Sunday night, 7 p.m. for the podcast, 9 p.m. for the stand-up comedy. We hope to see you out there. It's going to be a good fucking time, and we're going to get drunk as hell afterwards. Uh, Mark got us an Airbnb, so we can do whatever the fuck we want to. How about that? Whatever we want. Man, whatever the hell we want. So we can thrash that house, kick the holes in walls, we can do all that. Man, do you remember... It's not in our name, it's in your name. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when MTV had a contest? Yeah. Where... Anthrax would come fuck your house up? Yeah, man, that was the contest. It's like you I mean, I wasn't alive back then, neither were you. You were probably... Yeah, you were were a little bit older than me, man. You are probably around. Eighty six, eighty seven. Well, I would have been two, so I don't, I don't remember it, but I've seen the video oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it was the spots for it are hilarious because it's like have anthrax come thrash your house, yeah. thrash with anthrax house party, and then they just fucking run in this house and smash it to bits, dude, they and did. just have a thrash party outside. Well, the, the funny, I saw an interview about that shit, and they're like, well, I guess we weren't really supposed to do that, but we did. I was like, yeah, that's fucking. What they did is they set the template of what a thrash party was. Yeah. Them and Bailoff, dude. Yeah. Bailoff just kicked poser ass, dude, and chugged beers. Man, uh, that fucking dude that is bouncing at the bar that I bounce at every once in a while, talking about fucking how much he loves Slayer and how he's seen him. He's like, yeah, I saw him one time back at a fucking house. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, in California, man, when they were first starting out. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he was like, yeah, man, it was a hell of a part. And I was like, boy, I bet. And then he was like, yeah, man. Was, you know how, like, when someone has a, a lie that they've told for 35 years? Yeah, it just sticks around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just still have shit details. Like, you ain't tightened that motherfucker up yet. You were telling the same dumbass story for fucking 35 years, and you ain't tightened it up. Like, you did not see Slayer at a house party. It yeah. just flat out didn't happen. Man, but well, the cool thing is he's got a Slayer tattoo, and I got a sure. Slayer tattoo, so oh, I just yeah. get you the fuck in, man. He yeah. just lets sure. me in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, don't even worry about it. Come on in. Yeah, that guy looks like he should do drywall, but doesn't do drywall. He's a giant, like literally. Yeah, he's huge. He's like seven foot four. Yeah. No, he's way is bigger than we are. Back problems. But not hard. Yeah, he should have no. been lifting the whole time, that fucking femme. If he would have been pumping iron, you can't stop. That guy tried to tell me his son was, he's like, man, my son's the next dime bag. I was like, no. Your son's the next, what does that mean? What does that mean? What's the context? Like, in what regard is he the next dime bag? Does it mean that your son is, like, good at playing guitar? I'm sure that he might be, but where does he fit into the fucking dime bag <laughs> fucking scenario? Does he have a kicking rebel flag dean? Uh, is he not showering? Is he cool? Is he hilarious he on video? Is, like, maybe they're gonna, maybe his son's dead? I hope. And yeah, they, maybe somebody is, They burned maybe, him? Dude, he's gonna shoot his son in the face. That's why. No, that no. is exactly why. I'm saying he's it's like he's, he's been cremated for a while. He's okay. sitting up on top of some stand somewhere, and they're All gonna right. use crystal meth, and they're gonna cut it with the ashes. Yeah, right. He's gonna smoke his son in crystal meth, and they're gonna listen to Slayer. Perfect. So that's cool if he does that. Yeah, I would like that. No. <laughs> well, here we are again, moving in to Jeffrey Dahmer Part 2. I hope you enjoyed Part 1. We've been having a good time talking to people about it. Big old fucking goofy episode. Jeffrey Dahmer is the most, I would say, relatable serial killer. Because mm, you're gay? Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Yeah. But, man, you know, he just was a little misunderstood when he was growing up. Fucking dork. Yeah. Uh, couldn't connect with people very well. Nope. Lashed out in weird fucking ways trying to make something happen with a friendship. I never had a serious friend. Had friends, but 
but never a deep connection with anybody. And that really bled over into his personality. Uh, a lot of people would look at Jeffrey Dahmer and think, and of course, listen to part one. I'm not going to go through all the details again, but a lot of people would look at Jeffrey Dahmer, what he did, and think that he didn't have the type of life growing up that would lead to something like that because he wasn't abused. You know, he was never tortured. Uh, he didn't see any murders happen. Uh, he was not, his parents didn't molest him. No one in his family molested him. Um, he was molested by a neighbor child, but that, that unfortunately for the world we live in, that's not that abnormal. Yeah. A lot of us, everyone turns out pretty regular from that shit or they end up on intervention. Yeah. So a lot of people would make the assumption that he didn't go through anything hard enough to lead to that. But episode one. Give you the whole backstory on his childhood. So many things emotionally put Jeffrey where he was at. Yeah. And it's a lot of shit that a normal kid would go through. Divorce, angry parents all the time, nobody paying attention to you. And then just certain signs that he gave off were never picked up by anybody. And it just wove him down into this fantasy world. Well, the thing is, is just everybody grieves different than everybody else. You experience trauma differently, too, so... Your parents divorcing might be this thing where you're like, fuck, man, I, it's my fault, and you know. Or then it turns into, man, you know what? I'm just going to skull fuck till people die. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? I so got it. Parents, uh, mom and dad broke up with each other. I really wish Linkin Park was a band right now, but since Ooh. they're not, I'm going to fuck the inside of someone's dead skull. Wow. All right, so Jeffrey's parents had gotten divorced. He ended up staying in the house alone, first murder. In episode one, go back if you want the gory details. Is that Lionel marries his idiot fucking stepmom, fuck stepmoms, on Christmas Eve in 1978. Can you imagine that shit? Christmas time, big holiday coming up. You're probably excited as hell. Why don't you just take a shit on that by marrying someone else, Lionel, you fucking idiot. And you know, his dad was a dork, no friends, so I guarantee... This is a situation I've seen so many times. Here's my gift to you, son. <laughs> or you got you a new mom. I How about that? new mom. She's going <laughs> to pack all your lunches while I do chemistry downstairs <laughs> in my dumbass lab and watch fucking Inspector Gadget. <laughs> she's just, they keep him dressed in those nerd-ass clothes. His stepmom just continues the tradition. Probably doubles down, puts him in like a cummerbund or some shit. <laughs> it triples down. On goofy shit for poor Jeffrey. But yeah, a step-parent for Christmas is hell. That's bullshit. That's like a to Home Alone Part 5. Yeah. I'm remarried, Kevin. Ah! But it's Marv. Is it a fucking stepmom? <laughs> uh, so Dahmer wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like I said, he was an average student in school. He didn't do bad. Didn't do great. Living in Ohio, so he was able to get into Ohio State University. Of course, when he got to college, that was his first time of full independence. So, fucking Jeff just got hammered all the time. Yep. He didn't go to parties and get hammered because he didn't like people. Hell yeah. So, he just sat in his room. I did that too. Cranked Black Sabbath. Fuck yeah. And got fucking wrecked every day, which really it sounds like a pretty fun way to deal with college. That's what I mean, I did that. I dealt with high school like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you dealt with it. I yeah, I guess you kind of <laughs> dealt with it the same way Jeffrey dealt with college. I slept in my classes, partied at night. Fuck the earth, man. That's what I did. I didn't give a shit about nothing. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, what's, yeah, high school. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which you just graduated like last year. Man, my fucking dumb <laughs> party pig of a mom fucking moved back in. Because my stepdad died, moved back in with my grandparents. My, I was like, listen, I cannot stay in a room with her anymore. And so they just set up the old camper trailer, man, hooked it up, dude. And, I, man, it was Party City and that thing. Every night I just watched death metal records and or videos and just fucking laid back and drank cool ones. So, your mom. <laughs> hold on. Your mom was living with your grandparents, but then married. Got married. Moved out. Because my stepdad died. Moved back in. Moved back in. How long were they married? Man, not long. Like six months. But they were together for like five years. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, moved back, man. And she would get, she was like, just a lot, you know, you would just lose your shit. Yeah. And I was just tired of it. And I was like, man, fuck this. You're always coming <laughs> home late. And, but we were both partying, you know, but I, she was just more of a dumbass than I was. 
Yeah, but you were a fucking in high school. Man, listen to this. Dumb but you ass. guys shared a room. That's what I don't want to gloss over. What here. I'm saying, you man. shared the same fucking room. It was me and my brother and my mom at one room, and I and, and I had my <laughs> own like. I finally had my own shit, man. Yeah. Because my mom had just been in and out of treatment. And finally, one stuck and she got married. Right. I used to have episode one Star Wars fucking action figures. And she let my baby brother open all of them up. Oh, and, my and God. And I was dude. like, this is horse shit. I'm moving <laughs> into something else. And my dad, my grandpa goes, hey, you know, just uh, just go out there and we'll hook it up. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I just start sneaking beers in, man. Well, that would be cool as fuck if you were in high school to have your own oh, I camper. Did. I had a party camper, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, fucking one night my mom came home, dude, and she had this stupid Oldsmobile's fucking dumbass blue bullshit. And she fucking puked all over it. And I was like, oh, guess who's back <laughs> home, drunk? And she goes and fucking, she cracks open the fucking back of it, grabs a can of beans and throws it at me. Almost hits me in the head, dude. And it hits the trailer, puts a dent in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're just going to be a cunt till you die. <laughs> you're not wrong, though. And I shut the door and went to sleep. <laughs> man, you're a Jeffrey Dahmer, man. Yeah. If, when you just want to suck the dick. You would have been in trance. Man. Who's to say I haven't? Yeah, have you not tried it? I never sucked. I, I deep throated a channel changer one time to see if I could do it. You deep throated a channel changer. I used that call one. remote a channel changer. Yeah, man, because I was living with my grandparents. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, see if I use that one old it. fucked up corn tooth up here to turn the power <laughs> on up at the top. Let's think about that. I got some good dick sucking skills. Never sucked a dick, but I will. <laughs> All right, great, man. Great. Mm. This is good stuff here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he's just blasting Black Sabbath, sitting the fuck around in the dorm room, getting drunk, scaring the shit out of his dorm mate that just kept... He, he lost, like, three people that lived in the dorm room. They would move in with Jeffrey, try to study and take college seriously, and he'd just be up at 5 a.m. fucking... He was really listening to Black Sabbath? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He loved Black Sabbath. He talks about it all the time. But, you know, the problem with Dahmer is, and, of course, we'll talk about it in the later episode when we get into him being in jail, his trial and all that shit, is that... He just got on that shit where he, he he actually tried Satanism around this time. He was he tried Christianity, he tried Satanism, he tried to meditate, basically anything to get out of his head. Because what he was trying to do is bury that murder. Yeah. Because remember, Dahmer was in that fantasy world type of shit, right? So <clears throat> he had had this fantasy built up about killing one person, found another person, killed them to replace it. And didn't have the most accurate memory about it. So this is in his head all the time. And he doesn't want to do it again. Yeah. Like, there's a part of him that really wants to do it. And that's the fantasy world. Then the actual person doesn't want to go down that road because he knows it's wrong. Or he at least knows it leads to trouble. He knows that he can go to prison. That type of thing where he wants to avoid fucking being in prison. And so he's trying to bury this murder. You know, and and also you, you gotta think he's a homosexual in college in fucking Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's the Midwest in the 1970s. I doubt it's the most cool, open, relaxed, cool dude vibes. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> he's got a lot to think about because he's done a lot. Well, he was doing cool shit though. I mean, listen to Black Sabbath is yeah. way better than what the straight dudes. They're just listening to fucking Holland Oats and shit. Yeah, and it was the 70s, so it's probably Dio Sabbath, man. Think about that. 1978. Mm, was it? I thought it was 80. It was whenever he. I, I didn't matter. So I don't know the exact year, but 19. You know, uh, Black Sabbath. One. Uh, or Black Sabbath with Ozzy was definitely the 60s, right? 70s. 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 Oh yeah, but they came out like 69. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Whatever. Right. All right. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, Ozzy. Who gives a shit? But that first deal record, man, when that came out, that shit was pumping. You had to have been if you were used mm. to what did you what would you have thought about if you were a Black Sabbath head? You're loving the way that they sound with Ozzy. Man, so many people talk mad shit about that Heaven and Hell record, and I'm like, dude, it's good. You're you're dumb. Oh no! Here it comes again. Yeah. That's what I was thinking that Jeffrey would be listening to on that fucking When you bed, hear man. that, you just think Cry. about you think about sitting down at a bar, man, and you think about a beer sweating and somebody sliding it down to you and you catch it and going, chug it. Man, uh, I saw, I was listening to that record for like a whole week 
and I saw one of my friends walking down the street and where I work at, it's like this rich neighborhood. So it's, it's like, but it's like one of those reworks to like, here's a cool fucking neighborhood where it's a bunch of small businesses and sell yeah. crafts and shit like that. And then middle scale restaurants that everyone's hot for. And he works at one of the restaurants down the street. So I saw him walking into it. I rolled my window down and go, Oh no. And the fucking, this dude, like three people away from him almost hit the deck. He was so terrified. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right, something's happening. Ah, shit. <laughs> Someone's DOing me. Somebody screams, oh no, like that. Oh no. What a cool, that's like the best part of that whole record. <laughs> Just the first 30 seconds of it. Oh no. Don't do it again. Oh, no. <laughs> First live podcast, Everyone somebody probably blows our brains out. <laughs> Man, I would love to go out like Dime. That video is so <laughs> absurd, man. I've watched that many a time. Man, I was such an asshole. To preface it, when September 11th happened, I was a total shit, you know? I was laughing at it, yeah. being that guy. <laughs> but, yo... When someone shot Dimebag, like, someone came in the class and was like, man, they shot Dimebag Daryl. And I was like, they shot him? Like, yeah, Dimebag Daryl's dead. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I got sent home from school. Yeah, you were crying and shit. Yeah, I didn't so like Pantera. I knew I was going to get man. sent home so I could go party, man. Yeah, I didn't like Pantera at all. Then. So, Jeffrey just fucks up the entire college experience. He tries to... Uh, Stretch it out, but again, all I'm saying, and that I've just dicked off for like 20 minutes around it, is that it's his first time alone, and he's so inundated in the structure that he had, he just lost his family, essentially, that was never really there for him, and he hasn't really had a chance to kind of be his own person. He's been worrying about all the shit in his house, so now he's free to think about other things, but he's kind of locked in a prison of his mind. And he deals with it with more alcohol because he's already been drinking. He's a full-blown alcoholic by this point. He Now he has to drink or he's going to get DTs, you know what I mean? Ugh. So he's getting hammered all day, every day, blows it in college, and then tries to figure out what he can do to get his shit together. So coming from college, he talked to a recruiter on base and joins the Army. He wanted to be MP, which would have been perfect because if you think about a serial killer – going the way of being a police officer in the army. That's a perfect thing because you can just be a total cocksucker, shoot whoever you want to, you know? It's the number one job, I would say, for serial killers to be a military police. They would love it. Yeah. You got to lay down the law. You got to be in control. You got to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. I knew a dude that was an EP that was like a bad drug addict, man, and he would just fucking get drugs and be like, you want me to, I guess I'm just going to have to tell whoever, you know, and then he, they're like, please don't, man, go give them to me. That's the move as a cop. That's a move, man. That is the move. That I was going to be a cop, and uh, when I was going to take the test and shit, all I could think of in my head is with all the ill shit that I was going to do. I'm glad it didn't pan out. I would for sure be yeah. in prison because I just knew, I mean, in my head, I was just pulling people over and finding like a big bag of Coke and being, well, boys. We got ourselves a problem here. Uh, the devil's dandruff is going to take me to where I need to be. <laughs> and y'all are fucked. I can uh, take this shit from you and send you on your dumbass way and we'd never speak about it again. Or I could kick your fucking ass and take this shit and take your car. What's it going to be, boys? Which, I mean, you still would have been a cop, man, because I think that's pretty much what happens nowadays. Man, they, in, ta- in Little Rock, there was... Three pounds of pot that went missing from their evidence room. Oh, yeah. Three pounds. Come on. Oh, whoops. What happened to that? Levitated. I mean, how big is a pound of pot? Is it a trash bag full, I would think? Because it's just fucking plants. It doesn't weigh very much. Some shitty weed is. Uh, good weed is, I mean. It doesn't weigh more, buddy. It's essentially like the size of these fucking notepads, man. It's like a pound of good shit. Wouldn't good shit weigh less because there's not all the fucking sticks and shit in there? Are you sure you know? The buds are bigger. Yes, I know. Are you sure? Man, all right. Mark, weed consultant. No, don't look it up. You just know, you know about pot. Does a higher grade marijuana 
way more than a shittier grade of marijuana. Okay, well then fine, I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a pound of pot is a... Either way you swing a fucking dick at it, it's a giant amount of weed. Yeah. Three pounds of it is even more... Wh- whoopsie-daisy. What happened here? Yeah, they got reported on and no one gave a fuck. Just whoopsie-de-doo. But yeah, that's what cops do. They just get whatever the fuck they want to and move on with it. But Jeffrey didn't get to become military police. He was assigned as a medic. And I, I don't know how they pick jobs for people, but I assume that he just had that fucking shitty, dry, no emotional attachment, not afraid of gore, clearly. They probably showed him some car wreck videos, and he just was hard as a rock sitting in the chair. Oh, they all, you know. This sounds like Elvis dying. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer doesn't sound that unlike Elvis now that you bring that up. He's huh. like a dry Elvis. He's yeah. like a non-Southern fucking yeah i i killed them yeah i just took their skulls and i i got shook them up and some uh put them in some acid and then uh shook them up <laughs> a hound dog skull i took a hound dog skull using and i put s- some uh pe- pe- peanut butter on it <laughs> man using a skull for a yachty cup oh that'd be a smooth man you'd roll sixes every time for sure ting the ding 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 ah so he gets shipped off to Bomb holder Germany as a station for military enlistment. And Jeffrey Dahmer kept the same personality from high school going. You either liked him a lot or you fucking hated him because he was doing that alternative class clown shit. He wasn't busting cliche jokes. He was just screaming and flopping around and acting a fucking ass all the time. Which if you've seen Full Metal Jacket before, I think when you're in boot camp and shit like that if you're screaming and making everybody do extra work they get super pissed off at you yeah so probably everybody hated him and he never connects with anybody anyway he's too much of himself to ever make a real friend when people try to he he drank a lot in the army of course kept that whole thing going and this is right after the vietnamese war so people are doing a lot of drugs drinking heavily in the army it's not like he's doing things that are unusual because everyone that fought in that war that's still enlisted and then they're struggling to get people enlisted. That's why it was pretty much anybody could get in the army at that time because they didn't have the draft anymore. And there were so many people that were disenfranchised with the whole idea of military after that whole movement through America of protesting the war. I mean, that was the first time you had seen that. It's not like in world war two, people were standing out in the fucking public streets saying, fuck war. They're like, no, we got to ride against this bitch. So when Vietnam came around, then people started to learn that any country that you're a part of being blindly nationalist isn't the greatest thing you could do. No. And so, again, the army was struggling. So everyone was drinking. Everyone was doing drugs. And plus, it was the 70s. You're coming off after the 60s. They also had the draft, too. Nobody right. wanted to fuck with that war, so they had to draft people. Sure. Sure. And I, I, I don't want to be historically wrong, but I'm fairly sure they got rid of the draft after Vietnam. I think that was yeah. the last type of draft shit. So, you know, it's like volunteer people. So, like I said, they were having a hard time to get people in the Army. It's not like they were in a conflict, so they necessarily needed a ton of soldiers. But you know how the military is. It's a business like anywhere else. They need people. And, you know, some people loved the way that Jeffrey was, but not being around him. Because when he was drinking now, it was getting to the point where he was a violent fucking drunk. I mean, he was talking shit to everybody. He would scream. He would have night terrors. And he would get in fights as much as he could. When they would go out in the town, they would constantly have to pull him off of people. I mean, and and let's keep in mind, too, it's important to remember that Jeffrey's parents not only bought him weights, they put him in a weightlifting class. Jeffrey is big. He lifts weights. He's strong. He did karate. I mean, not like karate shit, but he, like, you don't... when you're someone's like this, you don't give them special skills <laughs> to kick a fucking ass with, you know? You got to take a lesson in some of this shit. Like, now he's military-trained, karate, lifting weights all the time. He's just a bad motherfucker. Like, you don't want to get into it with Dahmer, so people kind of have to leave him alone. Because if he's talking shit to you and you try to jump on him, he's going to fuck you up. Man, what a fun it would be to run into him nowadays. Oh, yeah, man. He was probably cool to be around. Yeah! Yeah! But you can definitely right. kick his fucking ass. Oh, yeah, I kicked the shit out of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a serial killer alive that was, like, good at fighting. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. Until there's one that's, like, just choking people to death with their naked chokes. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that show Dexter? Yeah. 
they had a character on there that was fucking John Lithgow from Third Rock from the Sun, that old dork. And he was, uh, his move was to rear naked choke people, but he did it wrong. Oh my God. I watched Dexter up until that point, like the DVDs, it was after the, after the fact, somebody gave me a, the, they were like, you're going to love this. And they gave me four or five seasons and it was pretty good. But then when it got to that point and he would put the arm around the neck and then instead of putting the, like compressing and putting the arm behind the head, he would put the other arm like in the air. You know how on TV they just do this and they're like, yeah. ah, that's how he fucking choked people. Or he would grab their forehead. And I was all the way out on Dexter. Yeah. Like, this is fucking stupid as shit. You couldn't spend another what if he was just pointing the middle minutes. finger. If he was now, just doing that's this. cool. Flipping off whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, all right, fuck you. Gotta fuck know y'all. you're in here watching me. Man, I gotta tell you. I would do that so many times. We're naked choking people. It's just this. Oh, yeah. Remember the middle finger out there? Remember the old goddamn arm bar guitar solo? Yeah, knee bar guitar, all that shit, man. Having a good time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a good time making people feel bad. Uh, Yeah, man. And then, you know, same shit as the rest of his life. Again, they're not in a wartime. So if he would have been there during Vietnam, for one, he probably would have been a bad motherfucker to have on the front lines because he loves to shred people. And he doesn't have a lot of emotional attachment to human life even at this point, but they don't really need him that much. So they cut his ass loose. He gets discharged. Uh, the main thing is that he got so deep in the alcohol that he couldn't do anything without drinking. So if they needed him to do X, Y, and Z, he had to get fucking hammered to do it. And they were kind of letting him do it. But when he started blacking out all the time and then he was doing the same shit, he would just take over the entire army barracks when everyone was supposed to be at work. He would just sit there and blast fucking Black Sabbath to get blackout drunk, dude. Damn he would yeah, just man. pass out of his fucking bunk. I'm going to become a necromancer. I'm going to become a legit necromancer, raise him from the dead. Yeah. We're in a party. All right. He's going to kill people. I don't like Black Sabbath enough to party with somebody to it. No, but he, I mean, he didn't hear anything cool. That's true. That, yeah. You know but saying? he, he denounces it. I mean, I don't want to. If you were like, here's some cannibal corpse, he would be like, it's right. pretty good. And they use a sample of my voice in there. So I, I liked it. I don't think they did. No, but other bands did for sure. Yeah. Death metal's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Death metal is cool. It's kind of the whole thing of what we're doing. So when he is being kicked out of the army, an officer had to drive him to the airport to send him back to America. The officer was concerned about Jeffrey. He was one of the people that kind of liked him because, again, he's goofy as fuck. He's just a drunk. If you drink, too, you empathize with what he's got going on. He asked Jeffrey, like, what are you going to do, man? You know, you obviously have a problem. When you get home, you can definitely take care of it. And uh, Jeffrey was just like, I got a secret. A secret I could never tell anyone. Hell yeah. (laughs) And apparently he would say that shit all the time. And uh, just Gosh. imagine that big goofy <laughs> fuck in the back of your car, dude. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> I got a secret I could never get the fuck out oh, of man. my car. <laughs> <laughs> I would just hit him with that Wayne's World. Okay. I'll go to secret. Okay. I hit him with, those, hit him with the, the fucking screwed. Who cares? <laughs> Cram it. Get out of here. <laughs> so when he flew back, Jeffrey actually spent months Sleeping on different beaches in Florida. Just imagine that shit, dude. We're talking Jeffrey Dahmer, soon to be cannibal, just laying out on northern Florida fucking beaches. My brother did that shit. Just slept on beaches? Yeah. Man, he's he ran away from home, man, Dahmer on people. his 18th birthday. That's not running away when you're 18, guy. Well, he turned 17, or oh. he was 17, and then oh, okay. right before he turned 18, he bailed. I'm going to Florida. Yeah, that didn't work out too good. He didn't kill anybody or eat him, so you know what he's doing. I just imagine some fucking Cajun running up on fucking, look at that there. That a man that eat a man. Who don't take there like that gator. He got the side, He got the eyeball on the side of his head like that gator there. Man, he take a person, he put that Zataran seasoning on that boy, and woo Get that anadure. He make a. He take a pee pee and make that an anadure sausage. Man, boy, anadure sausage is a pee. Man, he ate so many dicks. So he just man, chewed ground them up. up fucking pussies. Man, It'd be a twat worst. <laughs> this is the stupidest shit. <laughs> And then when he gets done cruising around Florida beaches, he ends up moving back to Ohio. Doesn't get anything going there. He's trying to reconnect with his family. But, of course, old Lionel's got a shitty stepmom around. His mom's a total fucking idiot like she's always been. She had a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. You know, she go to a mental institution in 1970 and just fucking sucks. 
He was never close to his brother in the first place. There's not really a relationship there at all. Uh, and then he got in trouble. His first official brush with the law, he got arrested for being drunk and getting in a fight. So he went to jail for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. And then he tries to fucking, I need to do something. And I don't even, I don't think he ever consciously makes a choice. His family will contact him. The only person in the entire world that's ever shown him any close to affection is his, is his dad's mom, his grandma, who's yeah. weird as fuck in her own right. Because she raised weird fucking Lionel. Who raised weird fucking Jeffrey? It's genetic, man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Dorks begat dorks. How many times have you known a dork in school and taken pity on them and gone to their birthday party or some shit and seen their dork ass parents doing Not the same? One goddamn time. Are you serious? I got made to go to some. Like, of those well, okay, dorks. okay. That's a better way to say it. My dad was like, "I got a birthday invitation." They're like, "You gonna go to this?" Like, no. I'm like, why? I was like, "He sucks." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Well, he needs a friend." And then I would go, and then the whole time I'd be sitting down eating all their fucking pizzas and snacks and shit, and they'd be like, yeah. "You gonna come out here and play?" I was like, no, no, you guys, you <laughs> fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I got drove over telling the kid he fucking sucks. My dad goes, <laughs> what? <laughs> we got drug outside, man. We got our ass whooping. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I was trying to make... I, I made I this... Came, I came back and picked on his ass. I was like, remember when I got an ass whooping because you fucking suck? And my dad got mad at me for saying that, but it's the truth. Guess what? I'm whooping your ass now. I did. I whooped that boy's <laughs> ass, man. Classic. I, I was walking out to my car the other day, mad at my kids for acting up. Because my grandma used to do that old shit where you had to pick a switch off yeah. a tree. And in my head, I go, these kids will never know what a switch is. They only know what a Nintendo switch is. And I was like, I <laughs> need to kill myself for saying that right now. Because that type of joke is what makes you a fucking piece of shit. So I was almost ready to just bite down on the gun and pow blow my comedy brains up because mm. that's where it's gone. Sometimes you just got to get away from your kids for a little bit because you start to oh. turn to a fucking idiot. Well, you turn into an asshole. Yeah, they'll, I don't they'll, get... drive, they'll drive you crazy. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll make you just go, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a place I had to walk outside and crack open the old fucking Garland County trash can and smell it and be like, this is what shit is. <laughs> oh you, my God. You got it good, man. Go back inside. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> what a great fucking step-parent buddy is. <laughs> so he moves with his grandma uh, in fucking Milwaukee, the official place of, of course, the Milwaukee cannibal, old J.D. Jeffrey Damier, off to Milwaukee to live with his grandma, which is perfect because what's a boy without his grandma? And then where does Jeffrey end up getting a job at? Nowhere else but the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Jeffrey Dahmer. That's funny. Was a fucking chocolatier. He was. He was a candy man. Yeah, he got off work at the chocolate factory, clocked back in drinking at the chocolate factory, took it, made his house into a chocolate factory. <laughs> Who could take a gay bro, turn him into meat, open up his skull, make him run off batteries, the candy man can. Wow. <laughs> Cooking, man. This is the most... Re- who? There's no way Jeffrey Dahmer was real. It didn't uh, happen. He definitely was. It was a conspiracy because he fucking you can't work in a chocolate factory and kill kids and kill gay men. It's not possible. That's a fucking series of events that it's some type of conspiracy invented by the government to make us afraid of gay people. You're right. <laughs> that didn't happen. You're you, absolutely how right. How the fuck are they trying to make me believe that this motherfucker worked in a chocolate factory? Get the fuck out of here. He was precise. Lived with his grandma. Is he making fucking... Is he a quilt? He sounds more like a quilt than a serial killer to me. I don't know, man. <laughs> that quilt is scratchy and hard. <laughs> so he's living with his grandma, and then he gets arrested for disorderly contact after he was drunk and just dropped his fucking pants in public. And jerked? Did he jerk? Uh, not yet, but he's fitting to give it a yank for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, gets out of jail. Gets arrested again. Well, it's been a few years. Now it's 1986. He gets arrested when he jacked off in front of a couple of 12-year-old boys. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he does a lot of fucked up shit with kids, so if that's bad for you, it's time to scram. Yeah. But uh, he's hammered. He pulls it out starts jacking off. And this is 
I don't even know how to explain this I mean, shit. I mean, the thing, and I'm not justifying it, is you just view people as objects no matter what age. Oh, you, dude, he, that is a, for sure. I mean, I, the car and the person. If I jack off on the car and I jack off on the person, it's yeah. the same thing. That's he, like how they think. It's fucking and weird. Especially, this is a Jeffrey is textbook of that because he does not view, again, he's never had a connection with the person, really. Even his parents, even his brother. Every, like, people are not. There's no way to explain it to a regular person because we're not like this. You yeah. you can try to think about it, but there's no way you can. But people are inanimate objects to, to Jeffrey. <sighs> so he jacks off in front of these 12-year-old kids. And what the kids do is they just stand there. One of them goes, you having fun? <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, man, he's a big monotone lummox, that's for sure. You having fun? No. <laughs> Just what the fuck, man? Man, that guy's lucky he didn't do that in front of me when I was a kid. What would you have done? Taking a wooden spoon to his <laughs> meat bag and fucking... <laughs> Where would you have gotten it from? I don't fucking Just care. I had one on me, man. He probably had one on him. He's a fucking chocolatier just jacking off in front of kids. You're not fucking packing Russell Stover boxes all day and jacking off in front of kids. It's, I got dude, a feeling, it's not possible. I got a feeling he made... Way better chocolate than Russell Stover. <laughs> yeah, Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Still operational today. <laughs> I gotta get some. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's the selling point for them. I doubt that they brag about it, but I'm sure that people are like, Ambrosia, huh? Remember that time Jeffrey Dahmer jacked off from a 12-year-old? We collected that cum. <laughs> and guess what? It was a cream We made a chocolate with it, and it's on display here. We froze it so it stays the same. He you came so much, that. dude. If they, yeah, I'm sure they could have. He came to weird shit. <laughs> Man, we Thank God he didn't have no we're goddamn. We're not even touching the tip of Man, the Man, if he had some money, in. dude, think about that. Woo, yeah. Rich people can come. He, he would have just still been out there. No one would have ever cared. If you're rich, you can fuck kids to death. No problem. And not get in trouble, man. Generally not. So Jeffrey Dahmer was getting a reputation in the vibrant gay community of Milwaukee. Hits gay bars all the time. Does the same shit. He goes in, orders a beer, sits at the bar, gets way too drunk, and he tries to hit on dudes. This is why people remember him from everywhere. I mean, again, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Midwest, I doubt it was the most poppin' gay scene of all time. Similar to when he was going to college in Ohio. These are just dirt hole Midwest places that are dirt not... Dirt hole. Dirt hole that aren't exactly accepting of anyone different than them. So, same problems he faced in Ohio... But, you know, he knows all the gay bars. He hangs out in them. And people remember him because he would have wild ways of trying to pick people up. He would just directly say shit like, your body looks good. Hell yeah. Go to my house. You know what I mean? It worked. So Yeah, it did. He was fucking a lot. Dude, let me tell you guys this. Is that uh, having sex, well, you know, I'll elaborate on it more. So <laughs> he goes... He's fucking a lot. And there's a club in Milwaukee called the Bath Club. It's a bathhouse. Now, where we live in Hot Springs, there's an entire row. It's famous for these bathhouses. They're big, old bathhouses where, like, old gangsters, rich people would vacation to here in Arkansas because we've got, like, hot springs. There's hot, mineral-soaked water that yep. comes out of the ground. They would put them in the bathtubs and people would go take baths. I'm sure, certain that they're just hammering poon in those things. And at one point in time, we were like the mecca for African-American music as far as the United States went. And on Malvern Avenue. The mecca, huh? We were. We had some badass musicians. Jazzing it? Jazzing, fucking doing some cool shit, man. That fucking liquor store that's on Malvern Avenue that's a drive-thru, that was the first one ever in the United States. Oh, yeah, because it does have like a jazz side on, doesn't it? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, fucking jazz. So <laughs> we got bathhouses, and today they're just like tourist things. Yeah. You can just go in, sit in the fucking hot water, get a massage. But here at this bath club, what it is is that it's just dudes in water. And if you see a guy, you just fucking point at him. They point back at you, and they have rooms that you can just go fuck in. Think about that shit. When I was in my 20s, do you know how hard I would try to fuck? Oh, yeah. And it would never happen. Oh, yeah. Endless nights. Wasted time. Mm, Man. Text messages. Internet using. Going in places that I hated. So much effort. And these dudes are living the life. Being gay rips. It's the coolest fucking thing. 
that born if any Christian ever tries to tell you that you're not born that way, trust me. If I could be into men that are just down to fuck by getting pointed at, if I could just go to a bar, point at somebody, and they're willing to come with me like I'm the fucking vampire Lestat, and I can just pound ass, brother, that would be what I would do. Whoa. A billion percent. You understand? The vampire Lestat? Yeah, I don't know. I figure he's got like I, mind control powers. Man, when I was in high school, I was a vampire Lefat. I was fucking. <laughs> the vampire Lefat. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just pounding in saunas all the time. Yeah. And Jeffrey's having tons of sex. But the thing with Jeffrey was a good looking dude, though. That's the thing. Okay, I, yeah, we preface that. He, yeah. he blonde, blue eyes. Muscular. Big. He li- He still lifts. He did lift. He still he's lifts? In the army. Yeah, he lifts. Still, like, he works out. He fucking works out. The oh, you're talking about Kurt, like, in the story. We're right, yeah. Not I mean, now. He's fucking dead now, but he's, he's in heaven yeah. lifting weights. <laughs> How far is heaven? Oh, fuck. Who is that? The Los Lonely Boys? Yeah, fuck that shit. How far is heaven? Some more Spaniards. <laughs> Are they Spanish? Or yeah, Mexican? They're... All right, buddy. Cool. Great. Awesome. Just be I don't know racist. where they're from. Last week you said faggot. This week you're being openly racist. That's I'm a lot not of being fun. racist. Okay. Great. Jesus so, <laughs> you old corn to some of a bitch. So the thing with Jeffrey is you, your insults honk, man. So Jeffrey is not into having sex with live bodies. That's not what gets him off. Oh. He doesn't like people responding to what he's doing. He doesn't like uh, people moving around. Doesn't like people talking, especially. Neither do I. Yeah, fuck that. So he figures out this cocktail of sleeping pills that he can put in stuff and dissolve, have men fall asleep in this club, have sex with them in the private room while they're passed out, enjoy himself way more, and you have to have a membership to get into the bathhouse, which is a way to keep, you know, police and shit out. Yeah. He gets reported 12 times for doing this before they tell him he's not welcome back. 12! Wow. That's a loose club, man. The last time, somebody had to be sent to the hospital because he overdosed him on that shit. That's crazy. And nothing ever happened to him. No one could go to the police because in 1980s Milwaukee, no one would give a shit about a homosexual, you know? Yeah, they gay bashed hard. The yeah, police. the cops. Yeah. Oh, there's a particular story that you'll really feel it. But, yeah, he was just out there, man. At this point, I mean, what he's doing is deplorable. But he's just out there having a good time. And once he figures out that cocktail is where he really goes in on it, they'll come to the apartment to... Give you a drinky winky and then you suggity duggity fall asleep and then old Jeffrey is gonna come along and ziggity zaggity. Instead of eating the pudding, they're gonna eat the penis. Milwaukee's best. <laughs> it is fun to think about Jeffrey like a fucking Bill Cosby. Yeah. But more in like uh, the Huxtable Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like that song's just playing and he's fucking shuffling around in that sweater. <laughs> but instead of like Theo, it's just a fucking pile of gay deads. Yeah, he's got pudding pops and shit. <laughs> he's, uh, Theo, oh, I see the blood that was in your body got all over the floor. Who's going to clean it up? You see, I've been working all day and I don't want to clean the blood out of the carpet. F. E-L-L-O-W. <laughs> Man, so Jeffrey's grandma is kind of getting sick of his shit, right? So uh, one of the things that made Jeffrey's grandma start to get fed up with him is he steals a mannequin. Whoa. Brings it back to grandma's house. And it's just fucking it, jacking off on it. Because you know what Jeffrey likes? Did he clean it? He just kept all the ah, man. I highly doubt it. He fire up the hair dryer, being like the most on. hygienic person. Because like, all right. So have I told about the fleshlights we got on the podcast? I don't think so. A uh, hundred times. So I shouldn't do it again. You should never. Okay. Well, I had a fleshlight that I got in similar way to Jeffrey got in the fashion that he got the tour. So I stole it. Yeah, dishwasher. Oh, okay. What a fucking asshole. Well, some people just started listening, man. Well, tell them. Well, I'm just saying that when I fucked the fleshlight 
it's only been a few times and I, I've have it's you know I, I came in it like a year ago and I haven't cleaned it since that's what I'm saying yeah so this mannequin's probably just doused and come yeah and Jeffrey likes torsos he likes a nice hairless put together torso so mannequins you know perfect fuck toy for him and when his grandma finds it she freaks out makes him throw it away just imagine that conversation Jeffrey you've been coming all over this weird mannequin's stomach just laying in my house. Yeah. You think I've been doing b- it. Busted it on the back, though. Because, I mean, the, if you're into torsos, you like backs. And if you're yeah, right. flipping over. Yeah. It was probably just came all over that motherfucker. He's, everybody else was washing their car in the neighborhood. He's just got his torso out there, and he's washing the cum <laughs> off of it. <laughs> he's frizzing it down in the fucking driveway. Oh, no, there's old Jeffrey out there cleaning that body up again. <laughs> God damn it. Armor all. Uh, it's, it's finally coming to a boiling point. He's just been kicked out of that bath club, which fucks a lot of shit up because that's where he has sex at. Yeah. And if you're a gay dude and, you know, you're living with your grandma, it's not like you can bring dudes back to pound their holes in over there very often. And it's not like a dude would want to come back to your grandma's house anyway. Well, your grandma knows you're gay because you're not bringing nobody over there. Yeah, except the weird dude mannequin that you're nutting all over. Yeah. So there's a club called Club 219, which is another popping place for the gay dudes to hang out, but you can't have sex there. So Jeffrey meets 24-year-old Stephen W. Tuomi, and they... Go to fuck at a shit ass hotel called the Ambassador, which is like a heroin hotel. It's where uh, you know it's like an hourly rate. People will check in there to have sex with prostitutes or blast heroin, and then check the fuck out in a couple of hours. They get fucked up, fuck blackout. When Dahmer wakes up, he wakes up in a pool of blood, and his hands are all fucking mashed in. It's like, what the hell happened? Did I fist a butt too hard all night? And then when he rolls over and looks on the floor, he sees that Steven has got his goddamn chest caved in because Jeffrey Dahmer killed him by smashing his chest in with his bare fucking hands. Whoa. It's the first time karate has ever worked before. Man. That's <laughs> that's wild as shit. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even understand how, why, and Jeffrey doesn't either. He's shocked as hell panics cleans up he goes down the street to the mall, gets a suitcase jams the body in it calls a taxi cab and is going to take the body back to his grandma's house and just like the party monster episode the fucking cabbie asks jeffrey what do you got in here a body and jeff just goes yep <laughs> they fucking you know laugh it off and then jeff gets the body to grandma's house Pulls it out of the suitcase, and of course you can't let that go to waste. Jerks off all over it, and then begins to dismember him, much like the first murder. Starts with the head, then cuts everything off of the torso. Jacks off on the torso one more time. He comes a lot, man. Yeah. Why did he drink the spinal fluid? I don't know. I mean, that to me would be the hottest part. <laughs> the hottest <laughs> you're gonna swig this shit especially they did acid because it's all stored in there and shit so yeah he's just tripping off of spinal acid stored in there I think that's true man I thought that's it was bullshit cool, man. but yo I was at the gym and, that's the coolest uh, way to get dosed up what's that fucking thing where uh, you like lay on your stomach and you hook your feet into it and you yeah. do like a, a reverse sit up basically I don't know but, man, like, I did that shit and went to stand up from it and was straight tripping. Yeah. I mean, I've had head rushes before where I'll get up real fast, even when I was a kid, and be like, whoa. But I was legit felt like I was on the peak of an acid trip. You fucking neon lighting it. Man, I just got up and was like, oh. It just lasted for, like, two minutes. And it's like, is that what an acid flashback is? Yeah. Because that's pretty fucking rocking. I used to get them whenever I go to the chiropractor. Yeah, you crack, you just crack in the back. Hey, give me a second. (laughs) Yeah, chiropractors don't really do shit, huh? No, they do. For sure. No. Yes. No. I laid in bed for two weeks and pissed my pants because I couldn't feel my leg. I went to this dude and he popped my shit and fixed it. Went from not being able to know I pissed my pants to being able to know when I had to pee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) I'll take your real life experience because you did have a fucked up back. I I kind (laughs) of remember that. So he gets, uh, you know, he's tearing the body apart. And then this time, he cuts the skin into small chunks to pull it off. 
and it, it breaks it down in acid. I mean, he's got a good formula building to what he's doing. And then he goes ahead and pulverizes the bones, and he just throws his shit in the trash, puts it in bags, puts it on the curb. They pick it up, except for the guy's head, which he kept in a towel for two weeks. He tried to harvest the skull by boiling it in this chemical called Soylex and bleach. Boils it for a little bit too long, kind of dries the skull out, and it just keeps falling apart while he's trying to face fuck the skull, so he has to get rid of it. Sloppy. Yeah, yeah, and then... and then, So now we're nine years away from his first murder, and now he's built up all this shit to his second murder. Pretty much does it the same way. Uh, clinically goes ahead and pulverizes the bones like he waited to go back and do after he got out of the army for the first one. He really is kind of knowing how to dispose of a body by this point, and he really knows what he's into at this. So it's really about to open the fucking floodgates of Jeffrey. And we'll see as we go along through this that there is this point and another point. And again, like a lot with Dennis Rader, people have like spurts. They'll just get into this fucking fantasy world and they can't turn it off and they rage and they just go and go and go until they, it's, I don't know if something comes up that makes them be afraid of getting caught. I don't know if it's a moral qualm where they sit down and think, man, what the fuck am I doing and take a break from it. But this is his if first. If I get caught, I can't come anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big fear. This is his first ramp up. So just a couple months later in January of 1988, Jeffrey meets Jamie Dockert, who Jeffrey thinks is 18, but is actually 14. Now, one thing I'll say about Jeffrey is he never admitted to abusing a kid. He admits cannibalism, no problem, but he will not own up to being a pedophile in any regard. He claims that every single one of the teenage kids that he encountered were all 18. And, uh, you know, where he was hanging out, what he was running around with, all the gay clubs, the uh, the private sector of Milwaukee where the, the gay community hung out at and the type of body that Jeffrey likes, which is that mannequin body. You know, he wants there to be no hair. He wants a torso to look a certain way. I mean, b- basically he likes what I think the appropriate term for it is a twink, like a, essentially look like a little boy. So I could see where it would be hard to discern, <clears throat> but at the same time, there's a lot of kids that uh, get murdered by Jeffrey. So it's hard to excuse him from it, which, I mean, you could never excuse him for anything that he did regardless, but I don't really buy the whole I wasn't a pedophile excuse of, oh, everyone was 18. It's just interesting to me to think that once he gets caught admitting to murder, admitting to cannibalism, admitting to all the insane shit that he did, you know, they went, of course, they'll uncover everything that he did. And once we get to the the plans that he had for his future, you're going to be blown the fuck away by thinking that this man would have trouble admitting that he abused kids. Again, he tries to make sure that they think that every one of them is an adult, never admits to this shit. So he kind of comes up with a little pattern, which is a lot of what serial killers do. If something works good for them, they're going to keep doing it. So this kid would hang around the 219 club and the kid was 14, but he already had a criminal record. He was a car thief. Uh, he was already drinking. He was already doing drugs. So Jeffrey had seen him around. He offered him booze and money to come back to his grandma's house and take nude pictures. So when he comes back to his house, Jeffrey makes him the old Cosby cocktail. Jamie passes out and Jeff learns to sit I'm sorry, Jeff has got this thing. Um, I, th- I kind of skipped over it in the first episode because I'm dumb as shit. But when Jeff was with his friends, the crew that was around him, they t- they re-brought back up when they were talking about growing up with Jeff that he would do this weird shit where if they were hanging out together, he would sit next to them and put his head on their chest and, and listen to their heartbeat and like count it out to him and shit like that, which is a... Creepy thing to do, of course. Yeah. But again, he wasn't nurtured at all, so it could just be some sensitive kid shit. No. You don't think so? Yeah, it's some weird shit. But anyway, he's he's figuring out this technique where he can give them this heavy sleeping medicine and then put his head on their chest and sit and listen to their heartbeat while they're passed out. He can jack off on them, do whatever he wants to the passed out body, and listen to the point where he gets so good at it, he can tell that they're about to wake up. And then right as the heart speeds up to where they're going to wake up is when he strangles them. Yeah, that's not nurturing. Well, I don't think that is, you <laughs> dork. I mean, like when he was doing it to his friends. 
And uh, then comes old Jeffrey's favorite part is when he makes sweet, sweet love to the body. Wow. Oh, man. And then he does the same thing with this body. He takes it back to his grandma's house, dismembers it, boils the skin up, gets rid of all the evidence, doesn't try to keep a souvenir from it. Uh, and then eight months till the next one, which is September 25th, 1988. Well, the next crimes. He's, he... Offers this kid, Richard Guerrero, same shit, money for nudes, and which imagine what a difference a fucking cell phone would have made in Jeffrey Dahmer's fuck game, because that's what he's doing with everyone, is just trying to pay them to come over and take nude pictures, but if they could just send him nudes, you know, he would never have an excuse to get it, It they would have saved so many lives, just, uh, I gotta get a naked picture of you, like, yeah, all right. what's your phone number? I'll just text this motherfucker right over to you. That's what's weird is people fall in that trap still, man. They're like, I just got this real fancy camera. It's high definition. <laughs> yeah, it's a modeling contract. Come on over. It's like, I'll fix up whatever wrinkles you got. Next thing you know, man, they're fucking yep. chowing guts out of their butt. Yeah, and Richard is a for sure adult. He brings Richard back to his grandma's house, and he's the first one to receive the entire body going into an acid bath. Terrible band. Takes the bones and pulverizes them, then throws the bone into the trash. Now, Jeffrey's grandma notices that the trash bag have this weird black shit oozing out of them, and she confronts him about it, and he's being confronted about doing that weird animal shit that he used to do again, though. Like, (sighs) Jeffrey, are you fiddling with animals again? He's like, yeah, I've been doing it. I've just been messing with animals again. So she kicks him all the way out. Now, Ambrosia Chocolate Factory actually is paying pretty fucking good. He gets like $9 an hour then, which is like almost 20 bucks an hour now, yeah. which is ripping fucking wages. So he gets his own apartment on North 24th Street in Milwaukee, which is the apartment that Jeffrey will have his... 322. Kicking fucking... What? What was the address? Uh, don't know. It's on North 24th Street. Do you know the address? It's like 322 or some shit. All right, man. Thanks. January of 1989, <laughs> he goes to a school right down the street and just offers this kid 50 bucks and booze to come back to his apartment. Same old shit, naked pictures. And the kid comes with him, and he actually took him a long time to convince him because he's just out there, giant man, blonde hair, talking to these damn kids like, hey, you kids want to come with me? And no one does. But then 50 fucking bucks is 50 bucks, man. You're going to roll along with it. And he's giving this kid liquor. He gives him Baileys and coffee. He's using the sleeping drug Halicon, which is like a sedative from back in the day. And then once the kid starts getting loose on that, he starts taking pictures of the kid. The kid is cognizant for when Jeffrey kisses his chest. Uh, Jeffrey pulls his dick out and asks the kid to do it sexier. And then uh, the kid doesn't quite pass out, and Jeffrey just lets him go. Which I wonder if maybe, for whatever reason, the drug wasn't taking effect on the kid in the time frame that Jeffrey expected, and he might have started to get weirded out by the event. And he lets the kid go, man. So the kids go home. The kid goes home and his fucking parents notice that he's off. I mean, he's been drinking Bailey's and coffee. They probably smell it on him and he's loopy as shit on this uh, Halicon medicine. They can't figure out what's going on. So they take him to the ER because he's a zombie at this point. The ER instantly figures out that he's been drugged, what he's been drugged with. The police come. And as he's coming to, he tells them that the guy that did this is a giant blonde man who's soft spoken and he's in the neighborhood that the school was in. And, you know, it's not too hard to find a fucking mumbling registered sex offender. Because remember, he's been caught jacking off in front of kids. Yeah. I mean, he's registered. So they just go down there and they're like, oh, this guy works at a fucking chocolate factory. He's pulling his dick out all the time in front of kids. It's probably him. Man, that kid got set up with the old, come on back to my place. Got some liquor and some popcorn chicken. <laughs> what? Kids like, <laughs> hey, kids like a popcorn chicken, man. You think so? I know. Yeah, you do know. Every kid likes popcorn chicken. Unless their parents raise them to be vegan. They like popcorn tofu or I don't shit. think any kid would like to be vegan. No, but they don't know any better. Yeah, but if you gave them popcorn chicken, though, they'd probably be like, whoa, yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Man, dude. we should go to the Dodge store tonight, dude. Okay. <laughs> man, hey, you fucking pulled out the old fucking... Man, he pulled his ding out. That's the popcorn chicken. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> That's fucked up, so anyway, they <laughs> they arrest Jeffrey. Jeffrey actually gets sentenced to five years for second-degree sexual assault 
and three years for enticing a child for immoral purposes. But once again, the motherfucking American judicial system serves us well. He's only in jail for 10 months consecutively and then starts on five years of probation. Before his trial begins, he managed to kill another kid and use one of his favorite preservation techniques, which is where we'll drop off this week and pick back up next week. Once again, Death Metal Dicks takes a ripping Death Metal song, which we use Macabre's Dog Guts, Dog Guts. Basically, the Dahmer album. Yeah, that entire album is. Yeah, and it's very relatable. Uh, and we're comparing that to the Jeffrey Dahmer murder. I highly suggest you take a listen to it, have a good time with it. It's the bumper music on this. Uh, we are going to have a playlist just waiting for fucking Spotify to get approved. Uh, I've been going through so much dumb shit because I mean, I don't want to bore you with podcast talk, but essentially we had SoundCloud as a server and sound Spotify wouldn't accept SoundCloud. So that's why we're not on Spotify. And then I got Podbean as a server and, uh, I started to link the two together, but then for whatever fucking reason, Podbean won't post the old episodes. So now I've got SoundCloud for everything but Spotify and fucking Podbean for only Spotify. But Spotify is jammed up and it takes six weeks for a fucking approval, which is so absurd because I've known of podcasts that have like, I mean, it's just crazy. Whatever fucking formula they're using can eat my ass because we should definitely be on Spotify. But once we get on Spotify, we'll be able to make playlists as Death Metal Dicks. We will do that. It'll be a lot of fun. But there's no reason to do it on our personal accounts because who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Who cares? <laughs> but we'll get that going, man. And we're really trying to work on that shit right now. So they're fucking trash boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all stinks, dude. It's a pain in the ass. I got to look at a million numbers. What's funny about Podbean is apparently a lot of people use fucking Podbean and we weren't on there. So good. <laughs> a bunch of listens from that dumb shit. And I've looked at the interface, and it looks like shit. Who's using Podbean? Fuck you. I mean, not really. I appreciate you listening into that. But, man, there is better stuff out there than that. Believe you me. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode. If you like this shit, we love you. We thank you for listening. We're fucking idiots. And, uh, You're an you, idiot. You just shit on everything. Yeah, I know, man. I got problems. So if you, you would do. like to help out the podcast for free, therapy. <laughs> get on iTunes. Get on iTunes and hit us with a five-star review. Type anything in there. It helps us a lot with dumb algorithm shit that we have no control over. But thank you so much for everyone that's done it. And, uh, yeah, let's do let's do that contest you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to go back and do the comment thing, man. So if, uh, if you guys have a good comment, you leave us five-star, you talk shit about us, whatever. But the best yeah. comment, I will fucking make you a badass animal bone thing in, as we're doing this Jeffrey Dahmer. This is a commemorative Jeffrey Dahmer. And you, if you make a cool fucking fucking comment and it's uh, about us being fat with tits and fucking muscular or whatever. And you Man, wanna, we're not fat anymore, though. No, we're titty That's fucking, dude. We're titty fucking, but we were titty fuckable too much. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. So here, so to condense it, if you roast us in the comments, the best roast in a month... We'll send a prize to. We'll send that with a shirt. How about that? Let's do that, man. We'll yeah. give you a shirt and a fucking handcrafted bone item from Buddy uh, if you roast us. You have to give us a five-star review and then hit us with something hateful. Best one wins. You, we got a month. So a month from today, we'll pick the winner and we'll send him some shit out. Uh, so, yeah, those iTunes five-star reviews help us a lot. Thanks to everyone who has done it. If you really like what we got going on, you could get on patreon.com backslash death metal dicks. We got some shit going on there. Uh, we got the live episode this week, which was only available to patrons. We do a bonus episode every other week that's only for patrons. Uh, this week it'll be the live episode, so you won't be able to hear the live episode unless you get on Patreon. So if you really want to go deep with us, just check out patreon.com backslash deathmetaldicks. We got a lot of supporters, our friends that have continuously been on the highest tier of support that we love and thanks so much are Cam Catron, Ash Rude, Alan, Casey Gaden. Ryan Parker, Matt Mess, Bobby Henderson. There's more. I don't know. I Sorry don't... if I skipped you, but man, we love you guys. Thank you so much. If you want to interact with us on social media, the best place to do that, the Death Metal Dicks Facebook group. Just search, click on groups, type in Death Metal Dicks. Click on that. We'll add you right away. 
We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Check out the YouTube. Our YouTube needs traction. Yep. Basically, we fucking suck at social media. We're not good yeah. at this shit. We're good at making a podcast. People love the podcast. If you have any way to help us make our fucking social presence cooler, please do. Because uh, we don't know what we're doing. So when you like shit and interact, it helps us out a ton. And we greatly appreciate it. So thanks again for listening. We got a cooking show that we I haven't got the video back yet, but it's being edited right now. Uh-huh. And we just sure as soon as is. we get that, we're going to put it up. And you're going to see what the fuck it's like to see some tofu get slapped out of somebody's hand in the middle of a market. It's pretty funny. But it's, if it ever sees the light of day. But anyway, man, thank you guys so much. Hail Satan. Shit on something. But. Man, we thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you fucking next week, all right? <laughs>